Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hi, everyone. This is Claire Lennox, professional ghost and writer. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. We're here on a most lovely of occasions for Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Aye, bye. We are here in the midst of the high holy days in the Jewish calendar. Happy New Year. Lashana Tova. It is the year 5778. I am joined by James Hoffman. My name is Alan Danziger. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you to all of you listening on the program. If you want to sponsor our show, we would very much appreciate your kind contributions. Please direct your browsers over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR and be a direct sponsor for our program. That's on the internet. It's on the internet. You don't need to make sure that you get a connection. It's available lots of different places if you don't lots have your own. Places. You can yeah. go to like a, a coffee shop. The, they may have it. The kids are doing the smartphones these days or the tablets. You could do it on the train. And if you feel like being even more generous, you could certainly contribute to the entire community of Radio Free Brooklyn, non-for-profit organization. There's nothing better than feeling like you've done your part to donate to the arts. It's wonderful when you give back. So go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash pledge, and you can sponsor $1, $2, $3. I mean, really, any amount of money, I think it pretty much tells you. Again, those addresses are RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR and RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash pledge. So please, give a little, give a little, a whole lot, whatever. Yeah, a little me. Eh, forget about it, whatever you want to do. Forget about it, and we'll be back in just a minute. Returning to the show is our good friend, the lovely, the funny, 
very talented and always busy doing something. Her name is Allison Goodman. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Always busy doing. You make me sound so good. You well, I've been I've been a bad friend. You had a little bit of a performance run going on a few months ago. I know you were performing with your improv troupe. I was actually doing a new solo show. I wrote. You were doing a new solo show. I brought to Chicago. You went out to Chicago. How long was the run? I just did a one off. Went really Really? well. I cut a lot of raw meat. I know it's really weird. That's fantastic. I said, I haven't gone to one of your shows before. That's like not at all surprising. <laughs> Thank you. I've told stories about that show to people and really? said, this is one of the wildest things I ever saw in my entire life. And as a New Yorker, I didn't think that my mind would be blown. Songs were on, dongs were out, songs were sung. Um, immolated genitalia. Ah. That's all you need to say. It was beautiful. It was a wondrous thing. <laughs> the, um, the eighth wonder of the world. So how did you get connected to that uh, one-off in Chicago? Uh, what is it like doing a one-off so far away, only to just come back? Did you spend more time out there before doing the show or after? Well, so I used to travel with Fucked to, I guess we still travel sometimes, for the largest sketch comedy festival at Stage 773. And then I found out they have a Women's Funny Fest. And it was the fourth annual year. And I've done it every, I think I've done it the second, the third, and the fourth year. And so every year I write a new show for it. I had looped a bunch of sound I've been recording for like seven years. And that would play in the background while I would be actively chopping raw meat. And then I'd come out and tell a story. Okay. So what are the stories usually about? (laughs) The time that my dad caught me ordering like $180 worth of porn when I was in college and got dumped. Or like um, being dyslexic or stuff like that. Sure. So... When you ordered all this porn, yeah, you didn't know about free porn? I was trying to be really fancy when I was 19 and a freshman in college studying uh, to get a BFA in acting. So fancy porn. So I was trying to do fancy porn. That's okay. I mean, it's just like when you get a fancy car. Right? The footage I was playing was I've recorded people known and unbeknownst to them for like seven years during conversations or like on train tracks anything and then i would loop that and that would be like the exterior world with the audience so they kind of were like they know where they are exactly some of it was really funny some of it was really serious so as soon as i dropped it real low then the lights would come up and i'd do like a really funny bit with myself Mm -hmm. and then i'd bring them back it sounds really captivating and uh i'm eager to hear about when you get the chance to uh, do the show in new york to some capacity me too as we are in the middle of the jewish high holy days and there are technically two Jews in the studio, it feels proper to talk about the Jewish experience growing up again, because we have done it before, we'll do it this time. And what better time to do it? The two Jews in the studio are myself and technically <laughs> the half Jews in the studio who make up one. <laughs> like Voltron? Yeah, two halves make a whole. <laughs> Voltron out of Jews? Yeah, exactly. Our powers combined. <laughs> The Wonder um, Twins of Jews? The Wonder Twins of Jews. Well, actually, Jimmy, let me start with you. What was your Jewish experience? Um, It was like not much Jewish experience. It was... Uh, your dad is Jewish. Yes. Both of your fathers are Jewish. Both of, uh, it, The mothers were the, were the Gentiles and the fathers were the Jews. So I didn't... We didn't... When I was a kid, we didn't do any religious services. And my parents didn't tell me about anything religious. And... They never said a word about anything like that. I think I might have brought it up to my dad at one point. He was just kind of like, blah. I was like, okay. So I didn't really believe in anything. I mean, I went to like friends' bar mitzvahs and things like that. But I didn't do any Hebrew school. And then we would celebrate Hanukkah for a little bit. 
Well, we just lit candles and spun a dreidel, but I didn't know how to play any of the games. Neither I still don't know how to play a dreidel. I just liked spinning a top. Maybe I did. I was like, oh, look, a spinning top. This is fun. I don't think we ever made latkes. I had latkes at other people's houses. They were delicious. So good. I never had my own latkes. And then I guess the whole connection I had to being Jewish was like creepy Holocaust nightmares. All right. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You just know. Like, again, I I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the program before. But if it's ever like Holocaust Part 2, The Reikening. You know <laughs> the what the <laughs> reckoning? Yeah, I know. I've thought about that. <laughs> our, our special guest, Allison, tell us what was your experience. Reckoning sounds like Rikers plus reckoning. By the way, I <laughs> well, I tried to use like you know reckoning plus Reich. You get it? Cool. It's all gone. <laughs> well, my mom's Roman Catholic and my dad's Jewish, so my dad's parents sat shiva when my parents got engaged, mm. and my grandmother never liked my mother. Never. Literally never. I think mm. there was like a small period of time when my grandmother was dying of cancer that she kind of included my mom, but not really. And my grandfather is still alive and well in Florida. I actually have to call him today. But yeah, I guess I did go to my fair share of bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. The chocolate fountain was a big hit in oh, my book. God. <laughs> never saw one at a bar mitzvah, but I saw one at a wedding that resembled- Long Island? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was absolutely a long island wedding. Wow, you know mm. it so well. I do. I know. Chocolate fountain. <laughs> Too well. I went to a bat mitzvah recently. There were more children than I would like to admit. There was about a hundred twelve to thirteen year old girls under one tent. I, I like really expensive parties. I'm one of the people I'm into it. Like when yeah, I'm at a party and it's really expensive, like I'm digging on those it. Those are like all. It's like the same format. Yeah, they're all. It's the like same. the reason I don't necessarily dig organized comedy, or organize anything where they come out and they're like, and now's the. And then, like, they say the name, like, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Or, like, the name of the child. You come out, like, dancing. I just and like... it's, like, four hours of talk. Yeah, <laughs> I like hanging out in fancy clothing, but not having any real responsibility. And then eating a lot of food. Oh, that And makes then sense. getting to dance. To yeah. me, it was just like, okay. this is a good idea. As someone who got bar mitzvahed, I definitely understand that it's about you. It's about you. It's always about you. Yeah. My bar mitzvah <laughs> was decidedly small. I think my sister uh, and I were, like, sort of lamenting to each other just how insane this was. And... I went over to her, whispered to her. I was like, this is so, like, both of our bat, bat mitzvahs put together in one. <laughs> it, it was that. Mega mitzvah. It was a mega. Well, it, you know the reason why was because it was two sisters. They were bat mitzvahed in Israel. They went to Jerusalem. Love these girls. Beautiful, OG status. Beautiful, bright girls. They had their bat mitzvahs together because they're so close in age. And all of their friends. Okay flocked onto the backyard of their property in Westport, Connecticut. And there was a DJ and there were backup yep. dancers. Yes. Like there were lifeguards. And See, then, how do I become a backup dancer for bot and bar Because I bet you I would rake in the You dough. would totally do it. Oh my God. Okay, look, we have wine. We need to do the blessing over the wine. We have cups here in the studio. I did not bring a bottle, a glass bottle of wine. I transferred it to a safe plastic water bottle that contained it all. So, <laughs> shatter goes the glass on the floor. I'll use this cup. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you shouldn't this pour. One? You should pour it over here. What's yep. in here? Is anything in here already? Yep. Oh no! You know what I will say? My favorite part of Hanukkah was though it was peeling the wax out of the menorah. It was like the when you and you sat oh, in the I, back seat with I your ex- sibling. I know exactly what you're talking about. I and you thought like this because is my every side. year you had to do it again because you couldn't stick the candles into it. Yeah. 
So my sister and I would fight every night. We got to peel the wax out of the candle. I don't know. Is how that much, too Jewish I don't know how, for you? I don't know how sacramental I'm supposed to be right now. You know, what I'm talking about. Oh, I think you just more, did it all right there. There's more where it came from. Here, I'll give you a little more. I don't know what kind of. I don't know what kind of celebration you know service we're doing over here. I don't know, but it could be. How Jewish am I trying to be? I don't know. Do um, we cheers? Here's to uh, Larry David uh, coming back with curb your enthusiasm. <gasps> I love him. It's year 5778. In order to bring us uh, the blessing over the wine, I will be doing my special Don Zoni impression. Uh, Don Zoni, for those who don't remember, was a character that I created when I was 11, 12 years old. Uh, He was my Star of David necklace. Anthropomorphized. Anthropomorphized with a voice that sort of sounds like a little mix of Yoda, Sammy Davis Jr., and Louis Armstrong. So, in order to bring in the new year... First of all, Mishana Tova, Baruch Ata Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Borei Peri Hagafen. Amen. To life, baby. Lachayim. Loving that Malbec. Mm. Oh, yeah. I passed out after a half a bottle of Pinot Noir last night, so this is doing me good. <laughs> <laughs> you did not tell me that before we got to air. That's amazing. So this wine tastes better than the wine that you had last night. Yeah, no? mainly because it's amongst friends, and last night I was drinking alone. Although I love drinking alone, but yes, this is taste. Was it helping the creative sure. process? I wasn't being creative. I was playing Tetris and watching Parks and Rec. That's fair. <laughs> I, I think that's part of uh, you know your education as a performer. I think so too. Thank you. When we did like the blessings over the wine, and you know they give us the manischewitz, I kind of just grew to appreciate that taste, even though. Uh, in retrospect, I can't think of why I would ever want to drink it again. Because yeah. get you drunk. That's why. Like, it's you sweet. can find the excuse. Yeah. I mean, the first time I drank beer, I remember I was like, "This tastes awful. Like, this is the worst. Like, why in the world would people want to drink this?" And then my friends were like, "Stop being a pussy." <laughs> I was just like, "Okay," and I had some more, and then I got drunk, and I was like, "Oh." Uh. I don't care now. I bet you if you mixed vodka with Manischewitz, it would be delicious. <laughs> oh, why? Because <laughs> you're taking two things that taste really, really strong and putting them together. Well, we'll make the Manischewitz less sweet and you'd get drunk faster and you'd make more educated decisions. Are you suggesting that you use Manischewitz as a chaser for vodka? <gasps> Someone just became a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. to <laughs> you. A genius? <laughs> a genius. Yes. Junius, 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 Lachayim, Lachayim. I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> as, as it feels way. so right. We're drinking wine here in the studio. This is Lost and Wild on Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, right now we want to get onto the clips. It was 1994, about to be 12 years old, and we would go to the Woodstock Jewish Congregation every Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The way in which Woodstock Jewish Congregation then and now, even in its new location, you've got this building that is too small to house the congregation. I guess really early on in this existence of this congregation, they decided they would build a huge tent in front of the building and pack everybody in there. Oh. And they would use the indoor facilities for you know bathrooms and for the children, for daycare during the services. And any snot-nosed kids like me who didn't want to sit through two hours of praying and 
sitting through, you know, having to stand and sit and be with your parents. Why would you want to do that? You just would hang out with your friends, hang out with all the other kids, making arts and crafts or something, or just being nefarious in the back of the woods or something. Yeah, nefarious childhood. I know nothing of that. Yeah. I do know a thing or two about kids having snot in their nose. You remember seeing snot-nosed kids? Like, people say that phrase, and I remember there being, like, a kid or two that just had no idea how to wipe his nose. Oh, you for could, sure. You were a kid, and you were never going to say something to him about it, but you're like, geez. I ate all my boogers, so I was never that child. Oh, you were a booger eater? There was always one. <laughs> <laughs> Julie D. Booger! Look at him! I could never get down with eating them. Because it's disgusting. Picking them, one thing, but like eating them is... Kids eat weird it's stuff. It's just dried up spit. I oh, mean, gross. I mean, there was a kid that used to sit in the yard when I was in pre-K, and he would eat ants. And one day I saw him, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? What does it look like? I'm eating ants. Let me be. And I was like, why are you doing that? He knew himself at his <laughs> age. And it's funny, actually, because I still remember who this was, and he's a nice guy. I wonder if he'd remember the story. <laughs> he's listening right now. I'll tell you what he what he said because he, he gave her, he gave an answer and then I tried one to see if it was true. He said, "Well, they, it's like they dance on the way down." And I was like, "Oh, word!" I like, ate one and I was like, "Yeah, that's not true." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, while, while we get the taste of ants out of our cerebral and continue this delicious Malbec, we're going to listen to a little bit of real time audio. Going through my... Yom- this is you as a nefarious child, right? This, no, I don't think I was nefarious, but I was probably surrounded by them. So misdeeds were happening and you were capturing them. I really don't know. I only half listened to all this because I figured it's best to just sort of take us into the environment and be there with this awkward 11-year-old Jewish kid who wants desperately to be noticed with his recorder on Yom Kippur services, which is, by the way, not at all like Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is more of a... New Year, Happy New Year, joyous, whereas Yom Kippur is solemn. It's like, yeah. we're atoning, and we're all annoyed because we haven't eaten, supposedly. Yeah. So, let's take a listen to that. Okay. Oh, hello, this is Yvonne. And here I am. No. Here. I brought it. I brought it. It's happening. Look at Sean Greg. I'm not talking. Hold on. Oh, it's Yvonne again. Sorry for that. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. I brought it. Great. Get away. Hey! Not. Hi. Hi. What do you want from me? Uh, 
That was cool. Cut back. Hey, uh, this is you. Hello, hello, hello. Anybody home? Huh? Well, that's Jacob's brother. Alright. This is WCC. This is WDC. No, this is, no, WDDA, that's right. This is, no. No, this is Gensburg Zone. Yeah. Alright. This is a dancing song. Alright. This is you on the side. Uh, outside. Uh, I'm going to go down. So see you. Bye. Hey, this is you on and we're just sitting on the table. Because we couldn't go out really glass size. But we're still good. But we're still, you know, feeling good. You just need a little more, you know, excitement. Cause it's getting, it's getting to be a big, big one. Okay, so yes, we'll see ya. Bye. Oh, this is the one. I want you to look at this one. I think I've heard before. It's called the Dance Good Girl. Dance Good Boys. I've been a naughty sister. And one hick of a day, and a real nice mother. But isn't she so cat that I've got two cats named Peppy and Cupcake? And just so you know, I know that this is not right. I got the dead Got the Oh, wait, never mind. That, that song sucks. So, um, I guess we will see if it won't. Uh, are you listening? Wait. The battery light's on. Are you listening? Oh. I hope you are. Alright. Alright, okay. I guess I'll see you. Bye. And we're just in this room. What is it? Oh, that's my recorder. Is this a Walkman also? No. No radio. Mm. Wait, were you like taping everything you said? No. I just cannot. Wait, yo, let me use this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm push record, right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, press stop. Oh. Uh, okay. No, I press. Five, ten, and twenty, and that's what we got. Okay. Welcome to the close encounters. That's pretty cool. That's a good place to stop just for the time being, I think. There's a, a lot of me just ambling, rambling, bambling, so bumbling. It, it's similar to this show. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons <laughs> <What> why. Jimcastic. <laughs> I like to call it Jimcastic. That guy was like, yo, is that a Walkman? All that archaic technology. Yeah. And how much we used to love it. I remember my CD player. I remember running with it. And I got that skip protection on my CD player by paying more money. And it still would skip all the time. You couldn't move it that much. Because it would just go off balance, and then I couldn't hear Linkin Park all the way through. 
Well, what's, what's, so, what's so crazy is, is that you bring your tape recorder into a public setting in 1994. People are going to be really confused. You bring a CD player, whatever. You bring a Walkman, whatever. Or bring a tape recorder, people are like, is that a Walkman? Like, people are confused even just by the technology that was before them at that time. If you said Captain's Log when you started every clip, people would know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, all right, you're just recording yourself and, like, what you're doing yeah. on your adventures. Some things I heard in there, close to the top, guy by the name of David Boylan, wherever he is, I don't know, not in touch with him anymore, but he had a very pronounced nasal voice. It was awesome. That's real? I mean, I don't know if he was overdoing it at all, but he had a very specific voice. That was great. What do you want from me? Uh, nothing. Get out of here. <laughs> I enjoyed how, how whiny you were being for the clip. Like you were just, you could tell that you were having a bad time and you were trying to distract yourself with this thing. You, you were but pointing it out wasn't that wasn't working. Yeah, you pointed out that I sounded so Jewish even then. And you were just like, oh. like the physical, yeah, <laughs> physical sounds of exasperation. He also said, I feel like you said goodbye a dozen times. Okay, well, here's the thing, and this is a, a reoccurring theme. Good, good one. With the Danziger Zone clips, first of all, I say my first name wrong. We've talked about this before. How I introduced myself as Elon Danziger. That's not really the name, way the name is pronounced, but fake it. Every time I sign off, I say bye. And then I say, hi, it's Elon Danziger. <laughs> yeah, it's like I forget that I'm not going in a fluid sort of connection. It's all very separated. I mean, you have this idea that there's a possibility that it's not going to be you that finds these tapes. You're introducing yeah. yourself every single time. You're in setting the event, yourself up for success, really. In the event that they're like, who is this kid? Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah. Who is this Don Zoni character? Right. I started singing a little bit of a reprise of a song that I introduced some episodes ago, the Danziger Blues. And I was starting to do like a little reprise of that, but very hushed. Didn't want anybody to hear me singing. Has it ever happened where like you start singing and like you don't want people to hear you singing absolutely yes like, for sure like most times i start singing i'll be careful that there's no one listening and then if someone is listening i'm ashamed then that happened a lot when you were younger too no when i was a little kid i used to sing freely and then there was a point when i started getting ashamed about it i don't know what it was <laughs> sing freely <laughs> yeah i used to sing a lot of elton john as a really little kid i mean everything about you screams freedom to me so <laughs> Philadelphia freedom. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I really wanted to sing by myself was because nobody else was coming to the recorder unless I initiated it. It continues on. I like how you kept... Well, you're you a host. That's any sort of host's job. I reached out to you. I, you wouldn't have come sure here enough. if I didn't reach out to you. would not have even known. It was pretty great how you're constantly trying to get people on the recorder. And you can tell they're like, nah. Nah, no, we're okay. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to talk on this thing? <laughs> it's like a very dead space. The next, we can hear you walking briskly, <laughs> going to the next person. More wine, more clips. Let's hear. There you had it. Oh look, he's coming in, David Boylan. I know from a long time ago. For some reason, hi, David. Hi, Ella. He is a nerd. He's from a different school. Oh, all right. Bye. Now I know why why these people are weird. Oh, look who's in here, Mark and Jacob. Hi, Jacob. 
Hi. Mark? I couldn't change. Uh, that's, that's smart. No, actually, I could change, but... <laughs> Bye. Some very weird people around here at the track. Uh, hi Jacob. I'll pick it up. Are you having fun tape recording? Uh yes. This is this is like not the dance this is not the dance kind, but this is sort of like the the Troy kind. <laughs> yeah. This is no, this is called Close Encounters of the no, this is this I have these tape recordings are called the Dance Gazone. And this one is called Close Encounters of the Denzer Time. Alright, bye. People don't know this. Jeez, they should. They should. Talk to me, Jacob! Talk to me! He's gonna talk to me. This really sucks and his butt stinks. Okay. I just got you in the head with a piece of paper. Wow, so special. Well, with the um, last volume is called. I'm not gonna tell you. Na, 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 na. I just want you to be informed. Alright, bye. Hey, that was Matt. Different Matt, okay? Just so you know, bye. Hey, Jesse, Jesse, talk to the reporter. Talk to me, Jesse, talk to me. You suck, Elon. You're a totally jerk. So why don't you just stay on my, like, damn, like, yeah, cool. You, like, suck. There you have it. Okay, bye. This really sucks, and his butt stinks. <laughs> well, is it, so he was saying that your butt stank. Yes, I, I guess. Um, well, I sit in the studio with you all the time, and if your butt stunk, I would after bring all it up this like that after in all that this exact line, same manner. Yeah, and after all this one, who knows how much the butt will stink? Well, I, I'm it's telling true. you, if it did stink, you'd hear me like, "Hey, a lot, your butt stinks." And that would be the exact <laughs> way I would bring it up. We have to address the fact that I called somebody a nerd. The gentleman of which we, who was uh, there before, David Boylan, wherever he is, again, 
sorry and, and not sorry. But this he, is a this is a public service announcement. He was to all those people out there who consider themselves nerds. Yeah, we don't, we're not prejudiced against you. Between nerd, dork, and geek, I don't know if I really knew the difference between all of those at eleven and. I suppose I probably There's still a difference. Don't know. We should get the definitions down. The definitions right down. Right now. The, uh, a so dork, where are they? Well, a dork is actually like a uh, colloquialism for uh, like a penis. But, Whoa. Oh, right. Yes, I knew that. What? But, but yeah. I never heard this one. But more importantly, I think dork? it usually. It usually, I thought I knew all the colloquialisms. It usually <laughs> I thought is. I knew all the colloquialisms for penis. <laughs> <laughs> it usually is just uh, referring to somebody who is just uh, completely socially awkward. I thought a dork was like. That was like the dumb one. If there's one of them that's dumb. I mean, that would dork. be me, ultimately. But geek is somebody who has a specific knowledge about yeah. one thing. And a nerd is somebody who happens to be very intelligent, uh, but doesn't have a lot of social... Asperger's. <laughs> Spectrum, <laughs> sure. Potentially. Uh, it could be, yes. But not always. Not but always. By potential. Also, you said a dork you would think would be the least in- intelligent. And, of the and three. dicks are pretty unintelligent. So you're probably Ooh, right. That makes sense. So if we relate all the cable companies here in New York City to those, Spectrum would be nerd, Fios would be geek, and yes. then Optimum would be a dork, right? Optimum would be a dork. <laughs> the Optimum also somehow always, every time I close my computer, manages to be the first one to pop up. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? So just like a dick as well. <laughs> He's the first um, one with his hands up. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I guess this is, so now we know. Now okay. we know. When we come back, we're going to continue drinking this wine, and we have more not-so-raw clips, but very specific clips from later on in Hebrew school time for Elon Danziger. We're here with Allison Goodman and our homeboy Jimmy Hoffman. This is Lost and Rewound. Stay tuned. Radio Free Brooklyn. I brought up the involvement with Hebrew school and, you know, learning how to be a bar mitzvah. And in the bar mitzvah classes, the Hebrew school, sixth grade, we were a motley crew of kids of whom came across all sorts of different miles to convene at the Woodstock Jewish congregation. There was a carpool that I took. And I've talked about this before on the show. The carpool that I took was with me and three other kids in my school. And Nate, Eric, and Ellie were the kids that normally I would get rides from. Sometimes my mom would take us. Sometimes Nate's parents would take us or to and from, vice versa, Eric's and Ellie's, etc. When you're at school with your fellow contemporaries, it's one thing. But when you're in the car with 
kids that you're not otherwise really that close with, it's a totally different uh, environment. Woof. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the worst. What experience comes to mind with you? Well, mainly carpooling to and from like tennis and swim practice. And there were kids that were in your class. It was kids like in my class, but I didn't have any friends really up until like seventh, maybe eighth grade. I was the dork. Like, <gasps> you were dyslexia, the optimum. I was, fat. Wait, I was optimum. You were you were the dumb one. Um, <laughs> you don't seem like the dumb one now. No, no, I don't I'm believe not, it. I was just learning disabled. <laughs> and the way that you said the phrase "learning disabled" makes me like <laughs> believe you, but from knowing you, I don't. It wouldn't be a fun car ride. We'll just say that. Were you normally in the back seat with others or were you in the front? When you were in the front, you could sort of like phase it all out. Well, I was normally in the back because my mom would be sometimes carpooling us and their dog got the front seat. <laughs> I'm, Again, this, no, that, I'm that, sorry. That, that makes complete sense because in the event of a car crash, who needs to be the safest? <laughs> the dog. The dog. The like, dog, it's true. I was, I was just saying this the other day. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen Independence Day? Yeah, of course. They killed... How many thousands, millions of people in that movie? But that golden retriever outran that explosion. And if that dog died, I don't know how many people would have walked out of the movie theater. Like, this movie, I can't even. It, I recently saw Jaws 1, and the dog dies in Jaws. What? And nope. it's depressing. Nope. Can't, not, not, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to rewatch no. it. Exactly. I saw it when I was a kid, but I'm not going to rewatch it. I bought, a sh- I bought a shirt for my wife while I was in New Orleans, which said, I don't care who dies in the movie as long as the dog lives. That's true. I mean, I'm telling you, you... It's just, it's like the unwritten rule of movies and you don't let the dog die. My roommate out loud was going, not the dog, not the dog. And there's like a child on a raft who's like seven. The dog had nothing to do with it. The dog is impartial and he's just trying to be friendly. Like if the shark would feed the dog, the dog would love the shark. There's no animals that were in these cars. It was just a bunch of rambunctious boys. And then Ellie, the, 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 the sole female of the carpool, never said a thing. I took my recorder into these carpools quite often. She never said a thing. So shout out to Ellie Ross or wherever she is, or Ellie Fredericks, I guess now. Uh, and she won't shout you back. No. Because she doesn't say a thing. No, she won't. <laughs> Let's listen to Nate, Eric, Sounds and I being just ridiculous. <laughs> now it's time for Nate's Poetry Corner. Her roses are red, violets are blue. Eric says I'm mean, but that's not true. This has been Nate's Poetry Corner. I was going to say thank you, thank you. It's time for one of Elon's famous sayings. His famous saying for this one is... Mother knows best, so check with Dad. This has been one of Elon's famous sayings. Stupid. Stupid, though. It's time for uh, Nate's saying. Ooh. Clouds are white. These have no, no. These are actually called Nate's sayings. They are actually called lessons, lessons of life. So this has been one of Nate's lessons of life. It's time for another geography lesson with Nate. How are you never gonna end up with me? The only day is no fair, no fair. This is how you say. Goodbye in French, and you have to make sure to say it with an accent. Not like that. Goodbye. Not like that. More like bun. No, that's a little. Aloha. 
No, that's Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, what else? Hasta la vista. That's Austrian. Oh. <laughs> that's Austrian. That's Austrian. No, no, no. What? Austrian. Right. Oh. Asta yeah, pasta. yeah, Asta Lego. Is that right? I think so. Anyone know? <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. Bonjour, bye. Bonjour, bye. <laughs> so what's goodbye? That's bonjour. French. 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 No. We. We, we. We. Au revoir. Au revoir. This has been... Of Nate's Geography Lessons. Au revoir. Now it's time for one of Elon's famous put-downs. Hey, you're so mean. This has been one of Elon's famous put-downs. Okay. Time for the Mental Dictionary. Let's look into the Mental Dictionary today. Third, sunglasses. What's the mental about them? They got glasses by a car. No, they're glasses in the shapes of suns. Has been a Mental Dictionary. <laughs> that t-shirt what go back to jersey you moron go back to jersey you moron it's, it's from scrooge i, I know we've it's talked, so good we've talked about it before i i totally appropriated it for my own canon because it's such a brilliant thing for one 11 year old to say or really anybody to just throw out there oh well i i constantly i tell people the best all the best phrases especially in growing up in the city the same way you hear somebody else say it and you just start saying it mm-hmm. like i was in a yankee game and it was the 16th inning and it was like almost six hours long. And this guy behind me goes, come on, Yankees, get a hit. I'm getting Royd sitting over here. And I was like, that's amazing. Anytime I'm waiting in a really long time, I'm going to talk about how I'm getting Royd's. <laughs> <laughs> so that's typical of what would go down in the car ride. It would just be a whole lot of me or Nate or Eric, as we'll hear in a bit, doing little reoccurring programs where we would end up Every time there was a car ride, it would be Nate's Lessons of Life, or we would talk about magic cards, as we've done in the past. I like how it was Nate's geography, yet there was nothing about geography at all. It was just a language lesson. I think it was actually our first episode here for RFB, when we had him uh, talking about the different ways of saying hello. I do remember that. Or how to say thank you, I guess. I forget. Or how to say goodbye. As much as I don't remember anything that happens on the show, I remember that. That was one of our first clips. So, uh, you know, everything... And the geography lesson variety was always, this is how you speak Chinese. This is how you speak Indian. That's awesome. I did not use those because those were really offensive and probably will never make it to they won't Radio make, They're not going to make it to air. But no. <laughs> I guess I, I, you know what we know from now is that Nate didn't know what the word geography meant. I would beg to differ. She said this is Nate's linguistic lesson. Yes. If we want to be technical with it. About geographical zones. Geography. That has to do with the land, the countries, (laughs) you know, the borders. It's not quite topography, but it's not quite what you would do. This is not how you should technically speak, but we're going to speak like it anyway, because these are the stereotypes we are used to. I'm a technical. You're a comedian also. (laughs) What did you just call me? <laughs> or, or, sorry, a stand-up comic? 
Would you call yourself a comic or a comedian? We've gone over this. I would call oh. myself a clown. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Allison, you've taken clowning classes, haven't you? I have. You know, actually, I just wrote a new clown bit. I was on the bus watching a guy who kept falling asleep. You know, like the constant, like the head nod. And he literally almost fell into a metal pole and all this he stuff. He wasn't sitting next to you. He wasn't. He was across from me. Okay, good. I hate when they're sitting next oh, that's to the me. Worst. Was this Was this a, just a sleepy guy or a heroin? No, sleepy? very sleepy. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, you could, you could tell you worked like four days in a row, no sleep. But okay. I do like the heroin idea, though. You get very sleepy on Actually, heroin. now you just brought a whole other level to it. I'm telling you. So I want to do a clown that's like sleeping on the bus, but it could be the variations of sleeping. So I think it would be a really great silent improvised clown bit of a guy on a bus. Allison, you are one to my own very heart, and I appreciate comedy when it's physical. The physical yeah. humor is my favorite type of comedy. Yeah. Just give me a Mr. Bean episode of anyone. And oh, Mr. Bean! That is, that, is, <laughs> my favorite. that is the most excited response to Mr. Bean. <laughs> I am Mr. Bean! <laughs> I'm a big-time Stooges guy, but again, I get the Brooklyn bias. It's like three poor five-foot-tall dudes that are Jewish as well. Did you know that the Three Stooges were on Hitler's hit list? Yes, I did know that, actually. Hitler was like, you know, I'm not going to do a Hitler voice. What would be like a really, if I'm not going to do a German voice one, that would be ridic- equally oh, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm going to, when I take over the world. Wow. Maybe those Chinese and Indian voices need to show when up. When I rather. take over America, I'm <laughs> oh. going to kill more. So in case, you're, in case you're about to tune into the next program and you're just like listening a little bit early, we are drinking wine here in the studio. Yes. And it's that's all why, good. That's why the voice happened. I apologize. It's okay. We're a little loose. And now we're going to listen to- What did to- you call me? <laughs> Ooh, I said us. I said us, not you. This guy. Jokes, first you call jokes. first you call me a comedian, then you call her loose. This is uh, I- I'm batting a thousand here. Listen, we have a clip here with humor involved in it. It's a bunch of jokes that are being told by an 11-year-old. Are we ready? We got wine? Yes. We're all people involved in comedy in some capacity? We love childhood humor. Okay. We let's, love, yeah. Let's make it happen. We're, we're childhood humors at this moment. Let's continue getting there was no There was no time contest. <laughs> 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 Wait. Wait. All right, here we go. Okay, Nate's joke is better because I told it to him, but I'm going to say another one. one too. Um, okay, Nate's not going to tell. I am. Okay. My first joke will be, there was a mommy tomato, a daddy tomato, and a baby tomato. They were walking down the sidewalk. The daddy and the mommy tomato were walking very, very fast. And the baby tomato was trailing far, far behind. So the daddy tomato goes up to the little baby tomato. He walks back up to him. And he steps on him, and he says, catch up. (laughs) My second joke, which is quite better. (laughs) A guy walked into a bar. As he ordered a beer, he pulled out a little piano out of his bag. The bartender said, ooh, how neat. The little what? What did he say? Ooh, how neat. Oh. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> I know. After he got in his beer, he said, you think the piano's neat? Look at this. And he pulls a little man out of his bag also. The little man starts playing the piano. The bartender says, wow, that's really great. You know, that's sort of neat. How did you get it? 
So he says, oh, I have this genie, and, you know, he's really cool, and he lets me make three wishes, so I wished, and this is what I got. <sighs> so um, the bartender says, well, let me try. So what he does is he rubs the bottle, <laughs> and a genie pops out. The bartender asks for two million bucks, and all of a sudden, poof, there's two million ducks flying all around the air. The bartender says, is your genie deaf or something? The guy says, yeah. Yeah, the guys, the bartender says, you think I, I asked for two million bucks, not two million ducks? Is your genie deaf or something? The guy says, yes, as he drinks his beer. You think I asked for a 10-inch pianist? <laughs> cool. These are the jokes. These are the jokes, which are quite as funny. <laughs> a ham sandwich walks into a store sits down, he's waiting, waiting, waiting for almost an hour. He yells at the bartender to come on over. And the sandwich says, why aren't you serving me? And the bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve food. <laughs> oh, God! Classics of 11-year-old humor. God, so good. I'm really impressed with uh, how... Even though they are so simplistic, they held up just in innocence. That really was the kind of humor that we liked when we were kids. We liked the inappropriate and even just sometimes just really stupid and infantile kind of humor. I know. I remember a joke I used to say when I was a kid that I used to get a kick out of. You both know it. It's just a joke that every person knows. What? Why was six afraid of seven? Why? Because seven, eight, nine. Oh, <laughs> shit. That is a good one. It's just classic. The classic jokes of which pepper our childhood. Those are three of them. There's one that involves putting fruit up a butt that uh, did not make it to air. Well, oh. all the other jokes that I remember off the top of my head are horribly racist. <laughs> sure. I, oh. I, I couldn't. I did, I did not know very many well, childhood jokes. jokes. No, they're either that. No, they're not horribly racist. I'm generalizing. They're horribly offensive. I knew I was never going to make it as a comedian <laughs> as an adult because I did not have the timing of even jokes that were written down when I was reading them. That's amazing. You're your own comedian because of that, though. Yes. The untimely comedian. The untimely comedian. You heard it here first, everybody. The key is. <laughs> Go slow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm telling you, the key to good comedy. Slow delivery. <laughs> <laughs> we were like waiting with bated breath. Do we finish our wine, by the way? Uh, yeah. Oh. I'm, I've got like own sip. Right. Is that a whole Dipple. bottle? That was a whole bottle we just drank. In like <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Technically longer. This bike ride's gonna be sick. <laughs> it's a holiday, you know. It's, it's the high it, holiday. It, it is the high holidays. We was Rosh Hashanah last week, and it's coming to Yom Kippur on Saturday. Um, so what better opportunity to atone for sins? Yeah. Than to play a documentation of violence. Oh. Donnie was kicked in the balls by Eric. The candy brought out the demon. Um. 
This is our So, yo, Johnny, but guess what? He got, got kicked in the balls by Eric. Come on, boys. Let's have let's her. Let me decide if you want it. Okay, nobody got There is a report from the kicking of Johnny's balls. Oh, down below now. This is just great. Yes! I, I was not prepared for that final part. Oh my god, what the I'm hell? Now I'm alone now. Now I'm alone now. You know, I worked a haunted house once with some friends for oh. Halloween when I was like 16. Hot Kevin Lance, who I was in love with forever, was working at the haunted house with me. And he was a- ahead of us all. And he went around the corner and went, boo. And a seven-year-old girl did a round kick right into his nuts. And he immediately projectile vomited right on top of her. Well, that's what you get for kinking somebody I, well, in their junk. Yeah, I mean, she's but she's like got a full life ahead of her though. Like she's gonna make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, you're, what you're saying is that she has to now carry this with her, like that book, The Things We Carry. Like, this is like that was oh god. I know I brought it there. That was intense. Wait, um, wait, didn't you just bring up recently a guy who had his junk hit like that, and he ended up having a kid anyway? I do remember that there was a kid when I was in middle school they got kicked in the huevitos mm. and huevitos they'd be like little eggs be like <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this, is, see, this is where i need my geography lesson <laughs> exactly <laughs> if we like geography right now huevos yeah huevos. and i say huevos but it's a v which is my ridiculous accent mm-hmm. and um one of them popped apparently <gasps> ow and then i is that how, do you get that back no it was gone i think one ball is enough to still have a child but, like, where does it go? Like, the ball. Oh, I think you have, like, a smushed grape that hangs out. Unless they go in and they take it out. <laughs> Alonso, like, could we please not? <laughs> no, no. Holiday. Look, 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 look. No, 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 no. I, I bring this up for very, very, this very is what I, This is what I do. Reason. I bring us on a tangent to talk about smushed grapes. I was the one who technically asked. And it's okay because we've been drinking wine. So smushed grapes is a perfect thing to talk about. Fair enough. It is. Listen, Johnny Appel, John... Jonathan. Jonathan. Johnny, how are you boys? He's now Johnny. a father. <laughs> oh. Uh, He's now a father. Mazel tov. Mazel Mazel, baby. Mazel. So even though, they, they work. Even it though works. his balls evidently got kicked, he was able to let's just make say, it Let's just Wait, say that. Oh, Johnny. There was a, let's just say there was a strike, <laughs> but, you know, production kept on going. We, yes. we, made, a, we made a labor agreement. Yo, yo, dude, I haven't talked to that man in quite some time, but... Uh, you, just, you just churned. I don't, yo, dude. Yo, yo brother. Saying, yeah, my brother. <laughs> brethren. My brethren. It's my boy. <laughs> B-O-I. Boy. We, Johnny we, Appel and his boy. <laughs> <laughs> we are not mature in this We right need now. to drink more wine on a show. Always. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Clearly, Ori Givens from Queer State of Mind has got the right idea. Every single week, that man, he'll have people in the studio, and they do a live show, and they drink on the air, and I applaud him for doing that every well, week. Well, could, we could rename this show instead of Lost Around Lost and Bacchanalia and just get it cracking. Get it cracking. All right. All right. Just to be thorough with the context of that clip, that was in Hebrew school, and I guess there were candies or chocolates being taken and then john got his balls kicked by eric who i don't remember really being very violent from my understanding and then alan just started singing i think i'm alone now (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just noticed you were like okay i think i'm gonna do some recording and everybody broke out and left you 
you so much for coming through, Allison. You know, we, we appreciate I can having you drink on. wine and sit here. So I've chained myself <laughs> to the chair. Okay, well... Next time you come back, we will have more adventures with you on the microphone. I, I sense that you will be hanging out with us a lot more. Yes. You know? right, it's going to so. be sooner rather than later. Yeah. She's ready. She's back. Boop, boop. I don't know. I go to go to her website a l y s o n dash goodman dot com. It is a beautifully done website or, by our good friend Christina Roman. Yes, she's the best. Allison, you are the female version of a mensch. I don't know what the, the uh, mensch. called you a mensch. You are you, you. I am the demented, but you are the mensch. All right. And, uh, thank, the dog. The dog. Thank you to everyone out there in Radio Land for listening. Uh, Right here from Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Lashana Tova. Hey, I'm happy. to the nearest decimal point. We have traveled back in time to save an ancient species from total annihilation. So far, we have had no luck, but I shall find it. All right. If I, if I have to tear this universe another black hole, I shall find it. I've got to, stupid tape recorder.